Good morning. Welcome to the Weekly Roundtable. C-SPAN here. Uh, before we started recording this morning, uh, we were talking about there might have been an election, there might have been some other stuff going on. Uh, we're just going to encourage you to keep getting up early, keep getting after it, keep uh, being around men trying to accelerate their fitness and their fellowship and their faith. Uh, don't lose your mind. Just stay on, stay on course, stay on track, and uh, we're all going to be fine. So that being said, got a couple of high-impact men on the podcast today. We're going to talk about region building, but really we're talking about building legacy. And uh, part of that legacy is if you're in a leadership role and you want some advice on building a better region, uh, i got a couple guys from Fort Mill um, that I think uh, get it. And so I'm going to have, I asked them to jump on the podcast and share some ideas and some, uh, some truth nuggets. So the, starting with the easy stuff first, Double D, who eh you? How long have you been doing F3? Uh, good morning, C-SPAN. Uh, April, May 2012 was my first post at AG Middle, and uh, eh by OBT. And I feel like you maybe need to tell a little bh more of your story about how OBT eh you, because I think uh, – uh, this will just tell I, – it's a little bit of the kind of like the truth behind what kind of EH guy OBT was in the beginning. So you tell a little bit uh, – you tell the podcast a little bit about your EH story. Yeah, sure. Um, so OBT is one of those guys, as many may know, 50-stater um, on the marathon front, uh, you know, looking to, to uh, check off one in all 50 states. Uh, and uh, Mississippi was on his list, uh, another friend of mine who OBT actually also knew, uh, now F3 Sippy Cup, was, uh, was also on the 50-state mission. And uh, back in fall of 2010, we put Mississippi on the list because I was coming off of having run a marathon and uh, had a really good friend from growing up who lived in Mississippi. So I just tagged along with these two guys. I'm not, I'm not crazy enough to do 50 marathons in 50 states. So, uh, but it was a great weekend, and uh, it happened to be the race was on January 8, 2011. So uh, for those who know uh, F3 Nation history, that was one week after the launch on 1111. And uh, for a 10-hour drive to Jackson, Mississippi, and a 10-hour drive back, uh, we heard OBT talk about uh, uh, what – uh, I don't even know, was, don't even believe it was called F3 at the time, maybe. Um, but uh, the excitement about what was going on was already brewing. And uh, unfortunately, uh, 5.30 a.m. posts at Freedom Park from Fort Mill were not uh, in the cards for me uh, back then. But um, he carried on. Things worked. And uh, he reached out, um, you know, in the spring of 2012 saying, hey, I really think this uh, is, uh, is something that you enjoy, and I, I think this is something that uh, we need to try to spread beyond this uh, center Charlotte area. And uh, so I showed up, and we carried forth. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about how we carried forth since then. Roger that, and I uh, appreciate you sharing your story. And, uh, and a shout-out to OBT, uh, because obviously he was recruiting, especially in the beginning, he was EH and the right kind of guys. And so I think uh, – a shout-out to OBT, but also good advice for anybody who's EH and other guys. Find guys who, who you know can drive. Uh, and I, I know he saw the traits in Double D that uh, we all see. So, Shady, uh, let's transition to you. Who EH you? How long have you been doing F3? Yes, sir. Good morning, C-SPAN. Uh, so I started F3 in July of 2016. 
at Lace's Inn, and I was recruited by one of the many neighbor friends of mine that live in, in our neighborhood, uh, Mr. Bonsai, um, a couple of doors down, uh, had seen me all run around the neighborhood. And I think he'd only been doing F3 for probably right around a month or three weeks. And he's like, you got to come do this stupid thing. Maximus recruited me. You got to come do it. And I'm like, I don't even know who Maximus is. I'm like, but that's fine. I'm like, I think I know who he is just hanging out with neighborhood parties and things like that. But, um, but yeah, it was back in July of 2016. And aside from bonds, I'd been at the first workout and the twister was there. Um, and for those of the guys that have, have met Twister before, he's very loud and very extroverted and I'm very quiet and very introverted <laughs> for the most part. And he encouraged and pushed me the entire time throughout the workout. So that'll be, uh, one that I won't forget. I remember there was a VQ that day. So it was, uh, it was just interesting all around. I had no idea. I thought I was somewhat in shape. At that time, I think anybody that's posted thinking that they're in shape for their first workout finds out that you're not in shape. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, about four and a half years ago, though. That's great. And uh, I don't know you've held a bunch of leadership roles, but why don't you go ahead and uh, you're the Nantan in Fort Mill, South Carolina right now, uh, is what your title would be currently, right? Yep, that's that's right. And, uh, yep. So that was that, got, that transition from uh, Maximus to me uh, right around June or July this year. So I know we're going to talk a little bit more about legacy, but um, I think I said it to the guys that showed up for that workout at, at actually the fort over at WEP. Um, I mean, I said to the guys and said to you guys, I mean, pretty, pretty big shoes for me to think that I'm going to fill. So just looking at the uh, – the past history of the Nantans before me. Yeah, and, uh, and just a, sp- a shout out to Bonsai. And, uh, you know, I love the Twister story of, uh, you know, there's always that guy at your first workout that kind of either helps you understand or helps you not understand F3 culture, and Twister's the right kind of guy. I mean, that, that guy probably was in your ear the whole time, and that's, you know, a lot of times you don't have to be the guy who EH is somebody. You just got to be the guy that helps somebody stick around. So, um, very cool. Well, now that we kind of got the table set, I think what we want to do is, Double D, we're going to transition back to you, and I think if you could give us a little bit of the history lesson, because one of the questions I always get is, how did we start um, in the beginning building this culture uh, or building the mechanism to we built this culture in Fort Mill of, um, you know, we were really driving a lot of leadership. And so, I know Double D in the beginning it was you and Santini and, uh, the, and there were a few other guys, but maybe you could start and just kind of catch the podpaxers up. So you and OBT go for this ride. You decide that uh, you were, I guess you were the original, uh, you and Lake Norman were the original plants outside of Charlotte Metro. Um, maybe you can kind of help us how you started deciding how you were going <laughs> to, what you were going to do now that you had a workout uh, closer to your house. Yeah, it's it's funny to think back how how much time has passed. Um, you know that that marathon, you know, ten years ago now, almost. Uh, you know, doesn't seem doesn't seem ten years. A lot of been a lot of burpees and uh, uh, mumble chatter between that. Uh, a lot of CSOPs as well. Um, things that I didn't even know what those words meant. Uh, you know, ten years ago. Um, uh, you know, it really 
C-SPAN, you know, it's interesting because, I mean, in the whole ride, I, I knew as, as OBT was talking about what was going on um, that it, it just connected. Um, it connected with me. It connected with what, you know, my interests were. Uh, and I think it was before I certainly didn't have a sense that it was about leadership. Um, you know, I was, uh, you know, motivated by the fact that there were guys doing fun stuff, uh, fitness, uh, pushing each other, uh, relationships, and, and uh you know, that's what fitness and running and lots of what I've done has always has uh, has been first, first and foremost in my mind is that relationship piece. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give Anchorman credit. Probably two or three years into the fort, he and I were hanging out after uh, the after uh, working out at WEP one Saturday, and um, and he referred to he made a comment that you know Fort Mill. You know, used to be the place where he worked. You know, he worked from home, um, always has worked from home, uh, and where his kids went to school. Um, but now, uh, you know, year or two into his journey at the fort um, and F3, he said, you know, now the fort is his, or Fort Mill is his community. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's kind of what I sensed at the beginning uh, that I was looking for was was sort of community. And I think the, the start of the fort is a perfect example of how I didn't have it. Honestly, um, you know, because I worked uh, worked out in York, you know, 30 minutes from Fort Mill, uh, ran with guys in Charlotte, um, socialized some with people in Charlotte. My kids went to school in Fort Mill. I knew, you know, some some families from soccer teams and and you know dance and the things my daughters did. Um, and so, you know, OBT said, hey, let's get this thing going. And so I reached out to you know 20, 25, 30 guys. And it was crickets. <laughs> um, sort of if I didn't if, if I if I didn't have proof that I needed community, uh, that was it. And um, uh, and there were some guys who were interested in showing up, but uh, but no one willing to sort of lock shields and uh, sort of ride along as a you know sort of a co-founder or co-pilot, whatever you want to say in the process. Um, and to OBT's credit, after, you know, about six or eight weeks of us, you know, going back and forth and saying, hey, I'm just not getting anything. And he, to his credit also, his advice at the get-go was don't do this alone. Um, and uh, so um, so that's when sort of the LEAP model, the COLA model, started to materialize. He called and he said, hey, this is going to work. I'm confident this is going to work. Don't have any doubts. Um, he said, we just got to get it moving and, and the right people will will." you know, come into the picture. And, uh, and that's what happened. So, you know, he committed to send cues to Fort Mill for eight Saturdays starting in the fall of 2012. And um, so we showed up on September 29th, 2012. And uh, I think Boone and Swamp Fox uh, queued the first workout. And Tiger Rag and some guys from Area 51 were there, um, uh, Dread, OBT, and uh, and. And we had, I don't know, 15, 20 guys, probably more than half of whom were from Charlotte, but enough showed up in, uh, the first time from Fort Mill and came back. And, um, and Santini showed up that first day. And uh, after about two or three Saturdays, um, we, we went and grabbed a beer, and uh, he kind of became that guy that, uh, you know, we locked shields together. And, and uh, you know, to Shady's point about, about introverts and extroverts, um, you know, this thing just didn't work. It didn't work by myself. It's probably lucky because my, my orientation would have been just to work and work harder and push harder on my own. And uh, but thanks to OBT's uh, guidance and uh, Santini coming along with complementary skills and a lot of passion and energy, um, we recognized sort of accidentally uh, on my part, but uh, sort of intentionally on OBT's part, that uh, 
that you know it takes a, it takes a group of uh, like-minded men to make this work, and uh, and that spirit sort of started really from the get-go because I I told him hey I didn't want a second I didn't want a, a full-time job I wasn't going to be moonlighting um, that's not what I was looking for so from the very beginning I wanted this for myself selfishly and I felt like there were guys in the community that would uh, respond to it and um, it wasn't going to be something that uh, that me or Santini or a couple guys in the beginning just uh, you know, pushed and pushed and, and held on to from the top. We had to pull guys in to really, really make it work. And fortunately, there were guys uh, like Worldwide Leader and, uh, and Red Banjo and Senator Trestle and Cake Boss and, you know, Pusher and many others that showed up in those first, you know, three to six months. And, uh, and here we are pushing, uh, pushing now into our ninth year. Yeah, and I, um, a couple things that I want to make sure the podcast, uh, the listeners heard there was, uh, one, don't do it by yourself. Um, and the other one, I think it is our natural instinct as men to think like if I just try a little bit harder by myself, um, I can get this stuff done. And I don't think F3 is meant to work that way. I think you have to go at it uh, as a team. And I, uh, I I just think that's the best. If, you know, uh, getting to learn from you, one of the things I, I always tell people is, yeah, you just got to have a team around you and uh, – even if it's a loose net team, but having some uh, kind of dividing the responsibilities up in the beginning, I, it really seems like that was such a great leadership model. And I know that's something we worked on. Uh, once I got more involved was we, we really focused on splitting out the tasks. So uh, let's kind of talk about that first year, because I, I think what the one thing is once you started dividing up the tasks is really when Fort Mill exploded. Um, and so, you know, um, I can think of the, like, I can, and I think it's okay if we just use guys' names because uh, the listeners probably know who some of these guys are because some of them have been on the podcast. Um, or if not, they probably worked out with them through F3. A couple different names that you just tossed out there really seem like they had an impact. Um, <clears throat> you know, the guys in Cincinnati all know Senator Trestle uh, because he was a really, really strong first F guy. And I guess we maybe we start with the first F and kind of some of the things you set up in the beginning to help the, so basically you didn't have another another job. Kind of maybe walk us through the, the three Fs and what you and Santini put together in the beginning to, to help uh, drive this thing. Yeah, I think um, in the beginning it really did revolve uh, naturally around the workouts. We had a Saturday workout, only Saturday only for about a month, and then, um, you know, there began, began to be enough momentum and interest in a, in a weekday workout, which, uh, you know, then became a Tuesday and then became a Thursday running workout. Um, and we were, you know, for the most part, it was like most regions, right? I mean, I mean, we weren't really a region then. We were sort of, uh, you know, an out, outgrowth from Area 51. Um, but we were, um, you know, there were six to ten core guys, you know, those first uh, couple of months. And so, you know, we were just passing the queue didn't have a lot of organization other than making sure we kind of knew who was going to queue for the next week. Um, and we were relying on, uh, the wonderful, uh, uh, the wonderful communication method of, of, uh, uh, Google groups, uh, you know, email list. Um, you know, this is before everybody was on Twitter and Slack and everything else. Uh, and, and we still laugh. Some of us who are around those days about uh, the funny, the funny email chains that would, uh, that would get started, uh, for, uh, uh, for that period. But um, I think that was really the key was just making sure knowing who was leading the workout and being able to stay in contact with kind of the key guys 
um, we were focused on trying to make the FNG experience welcome because we wanted to grow, right? I mean, we, we wanted more people to kind of participate in this thing that we, we felt like we had and was, uh, was going to be good. Um, so I think making sure we had, you know, fit guys who could, who were comfortable leading and, um, uh, we did, there was a Charlotte Q school at some point in Area 51 that a handful of us got invited into. That was kind of in the early going when those things were getting developed and they were kind of a, you know, several hour affair on a Saturday. Uh, so I think making sure we had good, good exercises, good cues, uh, good FNG experience, welcoming guys, and, um, and then being open to what guys wanted to do, and it wasn't the first few months, but I, I think it was probably it was probably in the following spring when it was the spring, you know, when things really kind of took off. Um, but probably by you know April, May, somewhere in there, uh, the Thursday running group had evolved to where you know he had Red Banjo and Senator Tressel who were always out front, um, and and Cash to his credit, speaking of legacy. Um, Cash stepped up and uh, wanted to. He, he said, "Hey, let's you know, let's let's run on Thursdays. I, no way, I'm going to keep up. You know, he's going to run a you know 10 minute pace, and you know, Banjo's going to run a seven minute pace. And, and so he said, "Hey, I, I'm going to encourage the slower guys to show up, and, and we'll run too." Um, we said, "Great." Uh, and then you know, month or two later, uh, I get this outreach from Flacco, um, and Flacco says, "Hey." Um, and I'm really not a runner, and there's few of us who really enjoy the boot camp, so we'd like to get a third day in. Would, would, you, would it be a problem if we showed up on, on Thursday? I know that's a running day, but we just stayed in the park and we did boot camp. It's kind of this seeking permission thing, and I think the answer was, why are you asking whether you can you know, do a boot camp workout? Show up. Do what you want to do. Find someone who's going to lead it, and, and he ran with it. And um, uh, and, and I think that's really first F kind of how it evolved, uh, you know, then worldwide leader, I think, and Senator and Funhouse, you know, wanted to get something going in TDK and, you know, that became Golden Corral. So, um, so I think it was really, you know, just making the workouts good and enjoyable and, and encouraging guys to run with something when the idea started sparking, you know, when we saw the flame, you know, Santini would just, you know, keep blowing and blowing, you know, fresh air on it until it, you know, it, it, you know, became a sustainable fire and uh and uh, we encourage guys to to think and believe that way and and they took it and ran with it and again because we didn't really want to run everything and be responsible for trying to to control everything we we wanted this this uh you know sort of community of guys that were going to take initiative and and make it happen yeah roger that and i i think the other thing you did in the, in the beginning and this is another one the pod packers need to listen to is the way he just described the first F is exactly what he did with the second F. And the third F, um, like many regions, was a little bit more complicated. But the guy you found, or really the two guys, because it was Red Eye and Cake Boss, to really kind of set the groundwork for the third F, um, I feel like really made a difference because um, you, you started the group, you started this fellowship thing, so they get fit, they get some friends, and all of a sudden guys need to start trying to figure out this faith component. Um, and this was before there was a Q source or anything like that was, um, Red Eye and Cake Boss's D2X was really, and I guess this is probably another lesson maybe we can loop, loop shady on because one of the things that we really figured out in the beginning was how to take somebody's D2X and help them accelerate the group, but also accelerate, um, their personal leadership. So maybe Dan, if you want to start off with kind of what you guys did with Cake Boss and Red Eye in the beginning there, 
with a third up, and then let's yeah. pass it over to Shady about how he's still moving that forward. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's um, for those who haven't spent any time around Charlotte, you're probably aware it's kind of right smack in the middle of the of the Bible Belt. Fort Mill is certainly that. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm from Dallas originally. I moved out here from Dallas. Um, you know, cradle Catholic, and uh, you know, third F uh, or faith. You know, realities for me at that point was. Uh, you know, going to Mass on Sundays, um, you know, taking care of sort of the, the standard, you know, sort of routines and, and rituals and and uh, holiday things uh, uh, in my Catholic faith. Uh, but it wasn't praying out loud in a group. It wasn't, uh, I hadn't uh, participated uh, in much in the Bible study format. And uh, Santini and I were just hanging around WEP. That's another thing I'd, I'd underscore. Maybe Shady can pick up on this point about you know, just sort of being present around workouts, um, you know, for uh, for an extended period, uh, you know, sort of after after workouts. But uh, Santini and I were hanging out in the parking lot after a workout at WEP on a weekday, and, and uh, Cake Boss was there, and he says, hey, you know, there used to be this Bible study that I was part of. Um, it's kind of drifted. It was some guys that worked out together, and, you know, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, waning a bit, you know, do you think we could have a Bible study here? And, you know, Santini's like, of course, you know, <laughs> run with it, you know, your idea, go make it happen. Um, and so, uh, and he did, you know, he, you know, hooked up with Red Eye and, you know, next thing you know, within a few weeks, there's a Bible study at the, you know, Starbucks and Baxter uh, outdoors, uh, you know, until the weather got cold. Uh, but that's, um, I think that was, that was another example. I think for me, actually, you know, going to workouts in Metro, and this is no, there's no judgment in this. I go to met, any metropolitan market, you know, the, the, whether it's in the Bible Belt or outside, um, you know, there's a different dynamic from every region as to kind of what that COT looks like. And, uh, and pretty quickly in, in Fort Mill, because of guys like Cake Boss and, and Red Eye and others, uh, you know, people with deep faith and, and very uh, skilled at uh, sharing it openly, um, you know, guys would, would say prayers that were just very heartfelt and very uh, expansive and very encouraging and comforting. Um, and uh, guys would ask for prayers and praises. A C-SPAN came in the group, and for anybody who hasn't been at a C-SPAN queue, um, you know, don't uh, stand around and COT twiddling your thumbs or thinking about what time the soccer game is because he's going to make sure to, to get a comment from everybody who's in uh, COT about, uh, you know, what's on their mind, what's on their heart. Um, and uh, and I hadn't been around that before. It was it was eye opening to me, um, and uh, you know sort of helped me really grow and uh, stretch you know my faith muscles in ways that that never had before. Um, and uh, and I think that that really evolved into you know a big very early on just sort of naturally because of guys like Cake Boss and, and Red Eye and the region we're in that that sort of became the third F you know, became a core part of, uh, you know, what's going on in, uh, in our region. Shady, you might have some, some thoughts there on that as, uh, as you've seen it, you know, uh, expand as well. Yeah, no, I would, I would say, I mean, I think the parking lot thing is huge. And I, I think like when C-SPAN and I were talking the other day, I mean, I know Kick Boss attempted and failed and retried a couple of times with kind of those early, like pre- almost like a pre-workout type of study. And I think it's, I think that's a big piece of it is just kind of figuring things out and adjusting of kind of what's working. Um, but I think even for some of the third F stuff, I mean, I, I wrote down kind of even just a bunch of notes kind of before just kind of thinking about what guys are doing. And I think even on that third F 
piece, like one of the things that I see in here, and I would imagine that other regions do this, but I, I don't know because obviously when I'm showing up as a guest, I mean, people don't know me, but um, one of the things that I found very encouraging, I mean, my, my dad actually passed away probably about mm, eight months into me doing F3, and I, I shared that at COT one day when prayers and praises were going around, and I, I shared about my dad passing, and two seconds later, um, like after COT pusher comes up to me and gives me a big bear hug. And I hadn't really experienced that before. And I, I think it's just kind of that listening that guys are actually doing in COT because they care. Um, I mean, that was a big thing. I mean, I asked, I asked Maximus this morning on the way back from the workout. He said, Hey, when you think of your, when you think of legacy and you think of the fort, what kind of pops to mind to you? And the first thing that he said was brother's keeper. So always keeping an eye on other guys. And I think the fort does a really good job. I mean, obviously we've grown and I mean, just over the past year, obviously it's shrunk down a little bit, just given, I think COVID purposes and things like that, but kind of just having that eye, whether it's in the front and middle or in the six of kind of what's happening, but guys really care. And I know I've said this to both you guys on numerous occasions, but when I think of the guys in the fort and I'm doing any type of recruiting, it's basically like I'll, I'll talk to guys and they'll be like, oh, do you know, do you know Zima? I'm like, oh, yeah, I know Zima, really good guy. Oh, do you know Cobra Kai? Yep, know him, great guy. And they're like, you know, you say that about every single guy that I ask you about. Are they not like any bad guys? I'm like, not really. Like, there isn't too many guys that I have no problem working out with. So, I mean, I think just that caring part, like, I had really experienced. I mean, granted, I've got really good friends back from high school and things like that, but that proximity piece comes in and you guys both kind of hit on that from a community standpoint. Um, I mean, that part for me was really big. And even look, look, looking at what guys are doing now from that third F standpoint and our third F and second F kind of starts to blend together in a couple different areas, but there's guys out there doing the journey, which is not, it's a non F3 sort of sponsored kind of, I wouldn't even call it a Bible study. I mean, it's, it's learning to basically feed yourself through the gospel. Um, and again, a lot of that is kind of self-improvement and a lot of that comes with vulnerability. And that's where guys, you hear guys talking in COT about how they may have like a porn addiction or that they're struggling in their marriages and things like that. I mean, these aren't things that guys typically will talk about out loud. So that's been really huge. And I always, and I'll give a shout out to Stang. I mean, we've got hanging with Stang going on right now. It's a second F thing that it's basically kind of a coffee and sit around and pick a topic and talk about it. Um, that's been huge. I mean, somebody, somebody said it the other day and, and I'll give credit to Chetta. I think he was the one that said it. He's like, this is the real Facebook. This isn't just Facebook where everything's puppy dogs and rainbows. Like this is the real deal. And this is basically free therapy for that matter. Just listening to the guys talk about it. So, I mean, I think just kind of watching that acceleration happen and especially right now, guys getting creative in what they can do when you can't share coupons and you can't put people on people's backs. Sorry, Geronimo, we can't do that right now. But like things like that, like that to me is really encouraging. Um, just watching guys run with an idea and then just watching it really explode and just fueling that fire, but really listening to the ideas that the guys have be vulnerable to start to, to make mistakes. And even if their numbers are really small, ask those questions. And for, enough of the guys that are here in the fort to basically support those ideas 
and jump on board and try to rally around and get guys to come to these new ideas that guys have and give them then the feedback of what's working and what's not working. Um, that to me is, is really awesome to, to really just watch and just sit back and, and kind of enjoy the show sort of thing. Yeah, Shady, that's uh, just to pick up on that. I mean, I think one of the things that's critical, uh, I think, for uh, for probably anybody, I, I can't speak for the female gender because I'm a man, but uh, certainly for men, uh, vulnerability is tough. And knowing that there's a safe space uh, to open up is uh, is critical. Uh, I think people just are not, mm-hmm. that, most men are not going to naturally open up um, unless it feels safe. And so... Um, you know, early on, whether it was through prayers, uh, whether it was in a Bible study, whether it was, um, you know, just in the back of the six between a couple guys who were, you know, bringing up the six and, and they're sharing things. Um, you know, I think they're just, that that's what evolved. The, the, the group became a safe place for people to say things. Um, I remember Dark Helmet. I mean, everybody listening to this knows Dark Helmet. Um, uh, before he was, uh, you know, in the roles that he's in today, uh, in the early days, he was, you know, struggling with some family stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, he was very frank and open about it. Uh, and and hearing him and guys coming around him and supporting him, and uh, he's not any different than the rest of us. Uh, you know, he, uh, he, he, he's got his challenges and he's got his uh, frustrations and he's got his desires for, uh, for guys around him to, to help him through that time and, and make him better. And uh, hearing guys either just express their own frustrations uh, or tragedies or suffering um, or, or watching guys come around others was, was really critical. And, uh, and I think it even happened in the first F, right? I mean, you guys know, um, you know, you've seen it. I'm sure most have in most regions. But certainly, you know, you get a range of guys who might be flash and quick and lean out front like shady and uh you got other guys like you know cash saying hey i can't i can't keep up with red banjo and senator but you know he's going to be vulnerable enough to admit it and come out and create a way for him to still accelerate and, and a way for others to do that and so i think that that sort of willingness to be vulnerable willingness to fail um you know like you said shady with cake balls um on, on finding the right mix on third f was uh was critical so make it safe for guys to open up and make it safe for all guys to, to be there. And, um, and it's remarkable what can happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to jump in again. I, one of the things I want the listeners to listen to is um, what they're, what they're sharing doesn't sound super complex, but I will tell you that the, the mechanism in there is you find the guys D2X you find a need for the group or how they can serve the group. And, you know, I'm just kind of like running through things in my brain. Is if you're a newer region, you're saying, well, Fort Mill seems like they push out a lot of leadership. Here's the things that I'll, I'll tell you is, you know, Dark Helmet's a perfect example. He was a site queue. He queued a lot. Then he became a site queue. Um, and then, you know, he had some other different leadership responsibilities. And then he left us before he became a Nantan or a weasel shaker. Uh, He was very (laughs) responsible for a a bunch of different things, right? But uh, basically that mechanism is there. The other thing that we did I think that was just uh, really, really strong is I think a guy like Crab Cakes, who's been our second – he was the second FQ multiple times because that's his Mm -hmm. sweet spot. That's his D2X. And then he can transition those skills to other people. He doesn't have to do it 
you know, it doesn't have to be a lifetime assignment. So you, he does it for a bit. He starts to get a little bit fatigued of it. He brings somebody else in. He trains that man up. Um, same thing with third F. Um, with, you know, Cake Boss, Red Eye, there was a lot of guys who have been involved with, uh, you know, I'm thinking Gecko, Gecko. I'm thinking all these, mm-hmm. yeah, all these guys, like, I, I can make a list of all these guys, but really what it was, and I want the listeners to understand, is it basically goes, click, and then there's another building block of a different man who's building it, and then there's a different man that's building it, but no matter what, it's, it's continuing to accelerate. The other thing, I just, and Shady, you kind of, I touched on a little bit, I just love the fact that, um, Basically, the mechanism in, you know, the, the leadership, the group that was strong enough that we would let guys try things that maybe didn't actually fit perfectly uh, inside the F3 model. And I, I like the guys who I'm thinking of right now is like uh, originally before CSOPs were these big uh, things, um, you know, Zima's this, the guy who always pops to mind is he basically, basically our CSOPs were like huge event parties. Like I can remember Menthol and I running in the first hog and coyote and saying, is this a party or is this a workout or is this a half marathon? What is this? You know, and we didn't, we didn't really even understand what it was, but no matter what, it was fun. You know what I mean? And that was just Zima's D2X and he's sent it to pass that on uh, to a lot of guys across F3 Nation. You know, the, the social issues that are going on with uh, we, uh, guy's name is Deacon, and he that was his passion. And very early on, he was getting uh, we were, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of all the things that we were helping in afternoon school programs. We were panning out turkeys at Thanksgiving, all these things um, because that was his passion. It didn't necessarily fit perfectly inside the F3 model, but the leadership part of it did, and so the the leadership was comfortable enough that they could allow Deacon to use the F3, um, basically, you know, the engine behind, you know, the power behind F3 to continue to all the, you know, the, some of these other things um, because they were confident enough and, and, you know, they kind of vetted what he was going to do. Um, they just didn't let anybody go off wild. What they did is they kind of said, okay, show us what you're going to do. Show us, show us how you can get other men involved and uh, continue down these roads of, things that necessarily didn't fit perfectly. I like the hanging with staying thing. Um, you know, that's a perfect example of trying to find where the guy's really super passionate about and then letting him have enough space. And if it doesn't work, it's okay that stuff doesn't work. This isn't mm-hmm. like uh, our careers where if you don't do it perfectly or if you have an idea and it doesn't work perfectly, it's okay. You know, we just move on to the next thing. I don't know if uh, I kind of went on a rant there, but I, those are just guys who kind of like stuck out um, you know, just stuck out of my mind. I'll, I'll hand it back to uh, Dan or, or Double D or um, Shady if you want to make a comment on that. Shady, you got a thought there? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I, like you said, C-SPAN. I mean, it's almost like a shout out to the guys that have been kind of doing where their passions at. Um, like I think of Assassin and like the care center and like the lawn lawn care that he's been doing. I mean, he just loves that stuff. And guys gravitate towards it. I think that's the thing is like picking something that you really enjoy and kind of finding that sweet spot. And if other guys like it, they're going to come try it. And if not, then they're not going to do it. And I think that's okay. I mean, I, I even think about that if, if we think of like moderate workouts. I mean, I've been asked that question a million times of like, why do you guys do moderate workouts? Because uh, it's open to all men. That's why. You throw a rock on your back, it's going to make it harder. 
So I think it's one of those things where it's, it's you've got to think outside of kind of yourself a little bit. And it's not me trying to promote whether it's a moderate workout or basically some super high intensity thing. I mean, it's kind of, so there's always something for everybody um, for that matter. But um, those are kind of the big things that I think about because a lot of guys, I mean, and a lot of our community outreach, outreach things, I mean, they're, I don't necessarily want to, I don't want to take anything away and say that they're not like these really big gigantic ideas. Like I think of like the guys in like St. Louis are doing um, like with sex trafficking or, and things like that. I mean, those are, those are great. Uh, we do a lot of small, small things here. So I guess my encouragement probably to the nation would be like, you don't necessarily like, don't try to compare yourself to another region, like pick some of the things that, that are you got like, individual guys or like even a small group of guys are passionate about I me. Mean, I look at like what Bonsai is doing, like with our school system around here. I mean, kids that can't afford school supplies. I mean, he is taking and running that like hard. Um, that was something that Maximus and I talked about last year. And I mean, Bonsai's done great. I mean, between like book bags and notebooks and even like food drives and things like that. I mean, he's, he's crushing it. For that matter so i mean that's that's just awesome to see when a guy does that because then guys basically surround that and then pour right into it um so that's that's been really fun to see um i think of decibel and the things that he's still doing and even bolt and like you said deacon like with paradise i mean those guys are just extremely passionate about giving back and it doesn't matter if it's one guy one extra guy from the fort that's supporting them or 10 guys and they just keep doing it um so, I mean, that, that that to me is just really awesome to see. And from at least my role, it's really just encouraging it and letting guys know that it's out there and continually to support the guys that are promoting it. Um, but we don't, we don't push it. Like, I don't say, hey, I want, like, you need to show up at the care center to go mow grass. Um, that's not, that's not for me to do. That's, that's for the guys to kind of sign up on their own to do that. And I don't know, Double B, if yeah. there's anything that you would kind of put yeah. out there. Yeah, I get a couple things come to mind just as I'm sure you're looking towards the uh, the wind-up time, C-SPAN. Um, uh, first of all, you both hit on this. I think really listening, um, you know, if you're part of leading a region, really, or even just a workout, um, you know, uh, really listening to guys, right? I mean, it starts when you're queuing a workout, you don't know who's going to show up. You don't know if it's two guys or 22 guys. You don't know if it's FNGs or or veterans, um, and you got to watch and, and listen and be aware of what's going on around you and, and then make adjustments. I think it's that same sense applies in leading, you know, an AO. It applies in leading a region. It applies in leading a, a first F area or second or third in the region. And, and being a, just listening to guys, like Shady said, you know, don't compare yourself. Uh, don't try to go, you know, model exactly what's happening in XYZ region somewhere else. Uh, pay attention to what's going on right around you and the guys around you and what they're passionate about and feed that. Uh, it just becomes very organic and very natural, and, and it's not work in that context. It's really not work. Um, and, uh, and, and that's, like you said, C-SPAN, identifying leaders. You know, if you're a site queue, mm -hmm. you know, be watching the people who show up regularly and figure out who's going to be that next guy with the shovel flag and find that out early and, and encourage them. And if they don't volunteer but you see it anyway, you know, pull them by the shirt collar at the end of COT and, you know, whisper it in their ear, you know, uh, get guys thinking about that. Um, and the other thing I think I would, I would uh, encourage people, it sort of happened organically, and I'm not sure how, but this was kind of pre-Q source in the fort. Um, 
you know, if you want to go deeper, if if you want to be doing more than first half and, you know, more than happy hours and you're not sure kind of how to get there, it, it's not natural in a lot of ways for guys because of the vulnerability or the uncertainty or those kinds of things. Um, but but I would say something that developed early on was was guys being willing to use the workout, use the just cueing a workout. Don't have to have any leadership uh, responsibility other than you're the cue on Wednesday at 5.30 in the morning um, on a particular day. Using that as a platform to communicate something. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it's, you know, your own frustrations, your own struggles, whether it's some success that you're celebrating, whether it's, you know, some leadership theme that, that you picked up from QSource or, you know, you read about somewhere else. Um, I think guys really use the first F in the fort as a way to to communicate something uh, and to sort of draw guys together. So the workout pushed you physically, but oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes in our region, um, the Q challenges guys uh, mentally, uh, emotionally, spiritually as well with kind of some words or some message or the, or the theme in the workout. And, and that, I think, really helped fuel a, a sense of, hey, this isn't just a workout. This isn't just going to pick up my mile time or, or uh, you know, lose a few LBs. This, this is about something different. And, uh, and so I'd encourage guys that way. I think that is a way to, to sort of – in a subtle way, start to unlock some things that can uh, can really push you in some new new uncharted waters. Yeah, I think just to kind of pile onto that, Double D is, I think, uh, unlocking that D2X a little bit for the guys that are obviously going to come to push you from a first step standpoint. But when they kind of come with that message, or like if I see Santini on cue, I'm pretty much arranging my schedule to try to make that happen. So I think there's going to be guys where you hear that and you're like, oh, my God, like I didn't even think about that before. Or I didn't even know what a concentrical was. I remember showing up to a Santini workout and he's been like, well, what do you think's in the middle? And everybody's like, God, like, no, 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 no. Like you guys, like this is how this works from this standpoint. So, I mean, that's a little bit eye-opening. But there's guys in the region when they talk, you really dig in and listen. And I think having those guys on cue and even encouraging them to say, hey, why don't you share a little bit about your story on X? Or why don't you share a little bit from this particular chapter, if you will, from, from Q Source? I think guys would be really interested to hear that. Because there's guys in the fort, when you see them on Q, you're like, all right, that guy's going to deliver a message. And, and they come with numbers, for that matter, versus there's other guys, when you see them on Q, you're like, that guy's going to hurt me, for that matter. I definitely want to go there because I need to get pushed. So I think kind of that same mentality of knowing who's going to be on cue that's going to kind of beat on you a little bit. There's guys out there that are delivering kind of a different type of beating that you need to hear. So I think that's, I think that's really, really important. I think you hit the nail on the head and double be on, on kind of that message part. C-SPAN was always one of those guys. Both he could he could hurt you uh, physically and uh, and, and, yeah. and uh, mentally, emotionally. So uh, we, we miss you down here, C-SPAN. Yeah, I think I my last C-SPAN, too. my last C-SPAN workout, I think I physically like hurt myself, but uh, that was that yeah. was more entertaining than anything at that workout. So yeah, yeah. You definitely yeah. definitely exercise the uh, the chuckle muscle too. So yes, exactly. <laughs> And, and just so the uh, podfaxers understand, um, I, I'm, I'm chuckling, and I want to make sure you guys all understand. 
it wasn't my fault why he ended up in the emergency room. I will give <laughs> Double D credit for driving into the emergency room. It was, it was not my fault. Jailbreak I, in wet, wet weather, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're around me, you should expect a sprint. I am sorry that he got hurt, but it was not my fault. I didn't trip him. He was in front of me at that point, but I did not trip him. So, it's a, it's a good story. Yeah, absolutely, great story. And I, um, you know, hopefully it only, uh, you know, it'll be like a fishing story. Eventually, I'll be kicking your feet out from underneath you at some point. But um, <laughs> let let me just say, uh, on behalf of the nation, I appreciate you guys sharing. Um, Double D, I know you're not on social media anymore, and so if anybody needs to get in touch with Double D, just reach out to me, C-SPAN, uh, F3, at whatever, and I'll make sure I get you in touch with Double D. Shady, you want to share your uh, your contact information? Yeah, no, I, I, I am on Twitter, uh, so I'm at Chip, C-H-I-P, Hill, H-I-L-L-4. Um, on Twitter, I'm on uh, Nation Slack, too, if, if guys want to direct message me. I'm, I'm not on that channel a lot, but if I see your message up there, then I will uh, more than happy to communicate. And if you want to reach me on my cell phone, it's actually it's uh, 248-719-5613. Nice. Right. I am not a complete you know, hermit. I'm not a complete hermit C-SPAN. I can uh, <laughs> my, uh, probably best way, best way to reach me would probably be uh, Still the old-fashioned uh, email, which I know uh, makes it sound like the Pony Express, but uh, uh, it's dan.janick, J-A-N-I-C-K, at gmail.com. Copy that. Gentlemen, it was great talking to you. I hope, um, I hope the listeners get a couple of truth nuggets as they're working on building their regions. Um, you know, I'm really proud of uh, being part of Fort Mill, and, you know, I just, uh, you know, I'm trying to replicate all that up in the Northeast now. And, you know, I just, I appreciate you guys being willing to share. And, um, you know, I, I think as the listeners hear this, the one thing you're going to hear is all three of us are very passionate about the time that we spent, in, um, you know, in, in Fort Mill. And that's the way you want it. Uh, every guy who's showing up to work out, if you're, you know, if you're in a positional leadership right now for a region, you want to, so guys, the way we're talking right now is the way they should be talking about the workouts they're attending in your region. So continue to push them, continue to, you know, uh, give them the best experience they can. Um, Double D, I'm going to let you take uh, – yeah, you got any last – I'll give you a last word. Uh, if anything you want to uh, send us out with? Yeah, I'd say uh, come see us. Uh, don't listen to all this chatter on the roundtable about it. Uh, get on an airplane, get off at Charlotte Douglas, and uh, go south on 77. We're not far. So uh, come see us, come experience it, and uh, bring your own uh, – Bring your own taste from your own region. We, uh, we'd love to have you. Outstanding. Shady, uh, what are your final comments this morning? Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, to Double D's point, I mean, I think he's got an idea that's kind of brewing that COVID's kind of put it on hold, but we're, we're planning like a little mini tour like around this area. So I think I think kind of be on the lookout. I'm doing almost like a little mini tour right now with uh, some of the first stuff stuff that we've got going on right now in the fort. Um, sort of visit, visiting a couple places around here. But I, I think the one parting word that I would give that I've experienced myself a couple of times is truly give it away. Like even that, like I, I would have kept basically a site queue forever if I could have, but I had another hard charger that was coming up and it, it, it was, it was time. Um, so I think that's, that's the key thing. Like don't hold on to it. 
give it away if the guy's got the skills or even if he's got a fraction of the skills, but he's got the right attitude, uh, give it away. Well said. Well said. And on that note, we're going to tell everybody thanks for listening. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. And for everybody else, I'll talk to you next Friday. Have a great week. All right. Have a good one. See you, Sam. See you, Jody.